podcast as part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the 49ers Unrestricted Podcast. I'm Timmy Gibson here with my co-host Daniel Bigelow. Daniel, how you doing this morning? I'm good. Happy Friday, y'all. We have missed you. Sorry, it's been so long, but we're I know, excited to get it's been back. Too long to talking about Niners, but too at long, least nothing, nothing big has happened in the 49ers universe recently, right? Has anything <laughs> happened? No, nothing, nothing whatsoever, Timmy. Oh, wait, only the 49ers best offensive player of this decade has decided that he wants to be traded. And yeah, so to catch you up yeah. for those who are not on 49ers Twitter as much as I am, which is probably very healthy. Uh, 49ers star wide receiver, first team all pro last season, Debo Samuel has told the team that he requested a trade. This apparently happened around the same time last week when he scrubbed all mention of the 49ers from his social media and unfollowed the team accounts. Debo is coming out of his third season, has been negotiating a contract extension with the 49ers. There was some buzz over the amount of money he wanted, and then all of a sudden, it came out. Jeff Darlington out of ESPN reported Debo actually requested a trade last week. And there's a couple different reasons floating around about why this is. We'll get into all of that. But where we are right now is, is the news has come out that, the, that Debo has told the 49ers he doesn't want to play for them anymore. And the 49ers currently apparently have no intention of trading Debo is the impression most of the league has. Daniel, how do you feel? I like your last comment that the Niners seem to have no intention of trading him. And because he's under contract for one more year, that's why they're trying to work on the extension this off season so that he yeah. can go into this next season, not having to worry about it and just focus on the many years to come. Not to uh, mention the 49ers of- could franchise him. So he has one more year on his rookie deal, plus the option to franchise tag him. So really the 49ers could keep him for another two years unless he's going to go around holding out. So the leverage might be with the 49ers in this situation. Yeah, th- there's so many possibilities. There's so many different reasons, it seems like. And so people will most often assume, and a lot of the time, rightfully so, that this is about money. But we're seeing a lot of, Reports and again, none truly strictly from Debo. And Debo even tweeted a few days ago. He said, Man, like everyone loves to be making up stuff, like no one truly knows the truth. And so no one, no one really knows what's happening. So that confuses me because you know, we think it's about money, and it would make sense if I mean that's a factor, but also. The Niners, I feel like in recent history, have good track record of paying their guys. You know, we see this for George Kittle. We see this for Fred Warner. Sadly, we see it for Jimmy Garoppolo. And those specific contracts, the other thing to keep in mind is those at the time were position-leading contracts. The 49ers are not scared to pay a guy the most money at his position. For example, Fred Warner, George Kittle, Jimmy Garoppolo at the time was the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL. Uh, Trent Williams, these are our league leading contracts, which it seems like Debo might want. But what's interesting is it has come out. I think it was Ian Rappaport reported and somebody else whose name I'm blanking on apologies that this is not about the money for Debo. This is about usage. Debo's this is the thing that intrigues me the most. Yeah. Debo's concerned apparent supposedly about his use as what he called the wide back where he got a lot of time out of the running back room. It sounds like he's worried this will hurt his longevity. Running backs get hurt. Maybe even his value running backs don't get paid as much and maybe wants to be used a bit more as a wide receiver. I don't buy it. I think this is a negotiating Mm. tactic. Debo is currently selling t-shirts on his website that say wide back. He clearly, every press conference he gave last year, it sounded like he loved running the ball. I mean, you see these clips of him going up to Kyle Shanahan and saying, just put the ball in my hands. I got you. Like Debo loved this. I think this is much more negotiating tactic. I think this is about the money more than anything else. Maybe at some point it got personal in the negotiations and Debo was like, no, like you're not offering me enough money. Like I'm out. But I think. I, I don't know if I really buy the usage thing. And it's interesting because a lot of Debo's value comes out of him wanting and being able to be used in these really versatile ways. 
how do you trade him to another team if you're saying like, yeah, you can have him, but he's not going to do what makes him the best. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I buy the usage stuff. What do you think about that? I don't know if I, excuse me. I don't know if I buy it for this specific situation. I understand his concern or worry for it. If it was an actual factor simply because, you know, Timmy and I do a lot of talking outside of this, especially surrounding fantasy football. And Timmy and I listen to the fantasy footballers, the greatest fantasy football podcast there is, in my opinion. And they do, they do an incredible job, but they talked about this thing. I believe this last year, maybe prior that when a running back gets, what is it? 10,000 touches. I think it's 10,000 yards or it is, it is touches. It's not yards. I keep going back to yards and that's incorrect. When they get 10,000 touches, that's like their lifespan. Generally speaking, you know, we've seen Adrian Peterson, but it's like, it's more of a fantasy relevance for that 10,000 touches. It's like, uh, Dalvin cook is the guy I'm, I'm using as an example right now. Cause he's not quite there, but in a season or two, he will be there. And it's like, okay, does that mean he's got one or two years left? But that is more so surrounding fantasy relevance. And I don't think Debo's too concerned with fantasy relevance right now. The dude is yeah. 25, 26, I think. What? 26. He's, he just had his third year. He was drafted in 2019. So I'd be pretty surprised know. if he was worried about it. But yeah, you oh, make sorry. the point of longevity of where if he does this, this uh, wide back role for the next three years, like fully split and getting a lot of carries and taking a lot of hits that way. Will his time as a wide receiver be shorter? Yeah, probably like I'm, that's just, I, that makes sense for any position though. I don't know if I, if I think that's true. Cause I think if you think about Debo's longevity and ability to stay on the field, his first two seasons, he was injured pretty consistently. He had injury problems at South Carolina as well in college. It, mm-hmm. it seemed like the thing that makes Debo special is that he wants to run right through you and he's going to plow right into guys. And he was doing that as a receiver and he was doing that as a wide back running back, whatever we want to call it. Wide back is the funnest term, but he wants to run through guys. And that is what makes Debo special, but it also leads to a lot of injuries. And he was doing that before Kyle Shanahan started handing the ball to get started playing him out of the backfield as well. He's never played a full 16 games in the first two seasons of his career. He was injured as well and he wasn't taking carries. So I I see that if he's going to play running back full time, sure, that affects his longevity, but I don't I don't know that it actually does that much, which is why I keep coming back to I think this is just a negotiating tactic where Debo and his agent are saying something to the effect of, "Hey, this is getting him at more risk for injury. It's going to cut his career short. You should pay him more for it. And I want to touch on Debo's agent in a second, because I am very just kind of confused about this agent situation. So do you have a little bit more to say about the usage? And then maybe we can talk about Tori Dandy, Debo Samuel's agent for a second. I think the only thing now, as you explained it, the only thing for me is, is I do see it more as a contract negotiation. I think I'm a little blinded because I love Debo. I love the Niners. I want everyone to get along. But at the end of the day, this is a business. This is the Niners trying to save as much money as they can so they can build the best team possible and pay everyone. This is Debo Samuel. Um, This is his livelihood. This is his job. And it's not only a job where you know, you sit at a desk and, and do hard work and get paid for it. He's risking his body. He's risking his physical health to play a game, um, which is a very cool thing that he gets to do. But again, you know, he wants to get paid. And if he's one of the top guys in the league, this guy's deserving his money. Right. So I understand, I understand both sides at this point. And so we talked about it a minute ago where like, if we don't pay him. And then we tag him. We've seen situations where that gets pretty ugly. And that's my yeah. fear. I don't see the Niners and Debo. We, uh, I don't want being those kind of people going that kind of way. I am fearful that it gets there. I don't want that. Yeah. We don't, we don't want to be in a holdout situation and we'll, we'll talk about this in a second, but think about with the Forrest Buckner, the same regime said, you know what? We can't pay him. We're going to trade him, get a pick, try to draft his replacement. And I it wouldn't shock me if they do the same thing, but I want to speak real quickly about Tory Dandy, Debo Samuel's agent. So Debo Samuel's agent, Tory Dandy is also the agent of DK Metcalf, 
and AJ Brown, who were drafted in the second round of the same draft as Debo and are all trying to negotiate extensions right now as we speak. And here's the thing. These three guys are both three elite receivers. And if you follow what happens with positional value in the NFL, usually whoever signs last gets the most money. How I don't understand how this same guy can represent all three of these players, because if I'm Debo, I'm like, no way in heck are you letting me sign the first contract? Because if DK signs first, AJ Brown will make more than him if he signs second, and I'll make more than him if I sign third. So how does this work? How is that not a conflict of interest that he controls the contract negotiations of all three of these guys who directly affect how much money his other clients are going to make? I don't, I don't understand it, and I don't know enough about the NFL to know if this is the norm, but it, it bothers me, and I, I don't like it. That really is a funky situation. I wonder how many times we've we've seen this before in the past and didn't really know it. Where yeah. those are three top receivers who are all who have all been pretty vocal about looking for for new contracts. Whether it's you know there's Terry McLaurin trade talk, now there's Debo talk, there's been DK Metcalf talk. Uh, I think I just threw Terry in there. I don't know if Terry's involved. Terry McLaurin is is definitely in the same boat of trying to get a contract this season, just not the same agent. Not, yeah, not the same agent. Yeah. It was just those guys. I was just reading something yesterday about how all this draft class is, you know, ready for contracts and ready for new spots if they're not getting them. So I grouped them in there, but yeah. Um, so let's do a couple things. We're going to do a segment called talking ourselves out of Debo Samuel, where we try to convince ourselves that Debo leaving the 49ers would be a good thing. But real quick, let's just say what, what do you think is actually going to happen just right now? What do you think is going to happen? Trying to really make sure my bias is out of the way. Yeah. You know, I would not be surprised if. Okay. I, from what the Niners have shown me with paying Trent, with paying Kittle, Warner, and Jimmy, um, you know, that track record shows me Debo's going to get paid. I believe the relationship is there. The talent is there. So I believe they're going to pay him. Now, do I believe it's going to happen before the season? No, it might not. Um, and may, may that create some challenge going into the year? Yeah, probably. Um, I also think that, you know, the fact that they've paid those other guys, do they have room for Debo or for that big of a contract? Like, do they yes. have that physical cap? And you and I have been talking about throughout this offseason, you know, they reconstructed Kittle's contract. They reconstructed, I believe, Warner's or Trent's. They reconstructed a lot of deals. Yeah, and don't forget, John Lynch said at the, in his press conference at the owners' meetings this year that if there's actually ways to do these contract extensions, that would actually lower Debo's cap hit for the 2022 season. Yeah. So if all of that is going on, and they have not done any – like the biggest signing they've done all offseason is Traverius Ward. Is that correct? Yeah. So – and I mean, he was, I believe, 36 million total for three years. So yeah. not a huge contract. So there's room, there's money. It just feels like they're sitting on their hands. But again, we don't see any of the behind the scenes stuff. So it's really hard to truly know if that's what's going yeah. on. I believe, I believe Debo will get signed to, to a desirable amount of his desire and his position positional asking whatever that may be yeah i i agree i think he stays on the 49ers i think there's a lot of things that money can solve and whatever hurt feelings are going on here can probably be smoothed over with some cash and i think once upon a time raheem mostert requested a trade from the 49ers and wound up with a contract extension i think a lot of this is just posturing and trade negotiations in contract negotiations i i expect him to to probably resign i I am guessing a lot of this is coming more from Debo's agent than from Debo. Debo, maybe things got personal. I don't, I don't know, but my guess is he stays in the 49ers. Now, that being said, for the next five minutes, I want immunity from everything I say if and when Debo stays in the 49ers because I'm about to talk myself out of Debo Samuel. You ready, Roll play. All right. Reason number one, we don't want Debo Samuel on the 49ers. He's injury prone. We talked about this. He gets lots of injuries all the way back to his time in college. Reason number one. Reason number two, he led the NFL in drops last season. Did he really? Well, he really did. Yeah. Now, 
drops are not a particularly relevant stat. If you look at the players who led the NFL at drops last season, it's like all the best wide receivers. But yeah, because it's talking ourselves out of yeah. Debo. Yeah. And don't the forget, you know, Trey Lance throws a pretty fast ball. So what if this is just Debo Samuel saying, shoot, I probably can't catch Trey's footballs. I got to get out of here while I still can coming off the best season of my life. There we go. Can I just and say, then, if this is, if this is like the best argument we have to convince ourselves out of Debo, please, please stay, stay Debo. <laughs> and then I've only got one more reason, which is reason number three. If he doesn't want to be used as a wide back, then he's really not that valuable to the 49ers. Because if he doesn't want to do what makes him special, then why would we pay him special money? Now, I think he actually does want to do it because by all accounts during the season, he really enjoyed it. But if he doesn't want to be a wide back, then he's a good wide receiver. But I don't know if he's a NFL leading contract wide receiver. That's those are my three reasons that he gets traded. It's a good thing. When I think about trying to convince ourselves out of Debo Samuel, I look at I look at DeForest, the DeForest Buckner situation, and I believe because he's the only one in recent years, only top guy that the Niners did not re-sign and traded instead, or did not extend, excuse me. And, and that was tough. But I think that's because they, I believe the Niners think really, really highly of Eric Armstead. And I think he did well, but I believe he was on the inside with Buckner the year that they both did really well. And then when Buckner left, they're like, hey, we got Kenlaw. Hey, let's move Armstead outside, which we talked all last season, how that did not work as well. Armstead should be in the middle. Um, and if we look at this, if we look at using this De- DeForest Buckner example where he left, we got a pick, we got the replacement with Kenlaw. That hasn't worked out yet, mainly because Kenlaw has been injured. And that's just not a situation I want to do again. Yeah. I understand getting Trey Lance kind of like get, getting all of giving all of our first round picks to get Trey Lance kind of, kind of murkied that water. And I understand, I understand how that rolls, but if we were to trade Debo and granted, he only has one year left on this contract. So we wouldn't get as much because he's going to be a free agent next year. Yeah. And any team um, that trades form is going to have to extend him. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's kind of at this point, it'd be really silly. And I don't think Debo would be yeah. going to a place where he doesn't see a future with. Yeah. Uh, but the biggest thing that I would use to convince myself out of Debo Samuel is essentially the return that we could get. Because yeah, you, so- see, you see a team top contender. I mean, honestly, I look at the Chiefs because they traded Tyreek Hill mainly because they're out of money. Yeah. And but can I, they know, extend they, Debo? Debo wants Tyreek Hill money. He does. And Let's, oh, sorry. No, it's just that that's the challenge. That's why I steer away from them. But I also think that um, I'd have to obviously like it's hard for us to truly know and speculate until we can actually look at each team's salary and who's got what and totally. when it's going to end. So we know what kind of space they have. Um, but man, yeah, he, he just seems like a fit with them. And because they're a top contender, getting him for this year and then trying to extend them like, yeah. makes sense. But otherwise, if he's if he goes to like, who are the teams like, uh, yeah, well, let's, teams that kind of came up. Let's just officially put our serious hats back on. Now we're, we're out of hypothetical talking ourselves out. and We're back to what could happen if he is moved. The Jets is the team that everyone keeps coming back to as they have the draft capital. And they have clearly been in the market for receivers. They really tried to get Tyreek. Uh, obviously, a good relationship with the coaching staff there in Debo with, I believe, Mike LaFleur, who's their offensive coordinator, was the wide receivers coach on the Niners Debo's rookie year. Good relationship there. I've heard the Texans floated around. Obviously, everybody throws out the Chiefs every time there's a wide receiver. That one would surprise sure. me. The Packers as well. Um, the two, the two moves yeah. that are getting that are getting comped to Debo as the kind of trades is obviously this year's Tyreek Hill trade and the Devontae Adams trade. So let's talk about those real quick. Um, The Dolphins trade for Tyreek, traded for Tyreek from the Chiefs, and they gave up a first round pick, a second round pick, and a fourth round pick in 2022, along with a fourth and sixth in 2023. So that's the Tyreek. That was so shocking to me. Yeah. That was such a shocking trade to me. 
Yeah, that one that one was was crazy. And then I'm going to give you the Devontae Adams package real quick as well. Devontae Adams went to the Raiders from the Packers for a first round pick and a second round pick in the 2022 NFL draft. Now, here's the thing. Debo is good. Those two guys are the best receivers in the NFL, hands down. Debo's very good. He's top 10, probably top five. He's not the best. I guess Cooper Cup is the other guy you would put in the top two. But those are the three guys. Yeah. Tyreek, Cup, Devontae. Debo is a tier down. Legitimately, Debo is not yet in that tier. He doesn't have as much experience. He's got the injury proneness. And he's just, he's not in that tier yet. He might be. I want him to be. I think he's my favorite receiver in the NFL. But he's not in that tier. And I don't think he commands that kind of haul. Realistically, do you think that his hybrid ability gets him there? Or do you maybe? think that that's kind of its own thing and doesn't necessarily vault him into that category? Yeah, honestly, I think it would take a bad team to talk themselves into it, which is why the Texans and the Jets make sense because they're bad teams and they're not the best organizations. I, I think realistically, we're looking at basically the DeForest Buckner trade. We're trying to get a first yeah. round pick and we'll use it to draft a receiver who will replace replace Debo. Maybe do we, we know a later round pick. Do we know what Tyreek Hill's contract was? in that trade because Devonte Adams has been franchise tagged for two years, I believe. And so then the Raiders extended him right away. Tyreek, Tyreek Hill also got extended. So that's the, uh, that's the other thing. Tyreek he Hill did. immediately got extended to close to 30 million a year, which is the kind of money Debo's closing in oh, on, which I'm not sure Debo's right. worth. I, I'm, I'm not sure if Debo yes. really wants that kind of money. I kind of think the 49, if he wants 25 million plus the 49ers should probably trade him. But so both of those guys signed extensions. So these are the comparable moves, but those guys weren't coming off rookie deals. They had cemented themselves for years as the best of the best at their position. Debo's had one season at that level. And it's just hard. It's hard to justify the same amount of draft capital and the same amount of money for a guy who's only done it once. Yeah. And And Devontae Adams was only, I say was only. But for a wide receiver, I mean, I know he's the, one of the top dogs, if not the top dog, best route runner, at least we'll say. Yeah. Um, if he only was, if the Packers only received a first round pick and a second round pick this year, I bet Debo's only getting a first and maybe, maybe like, late. A, yeah, and maybe we can swap some picks. But I think the first is is pretty much a requirement to make that happen. So let's do one last thing. We're gonna we're gonna talk a little NFL draft in a bit transition. Let's just spend 30 seconds, a minute on if the 49ers do the DeForest Buckner, who do you think they're taking in the first round? If they're going to draft Debo Samuel's replacement at wide receiver. I've got one name that I really think makes sense, but I'm curious what you think. Well, it, for me, it's tough to just pick one name. Um, Cause yeah. I would assume, you know, they're going to need a wide receiver replacement. Yeah. There, there's one guy who at receiver, I think is the most Debo Samuel esque in this draft is what I should say. I've done a ridiculous amount of mock drafts. On yeah, you're our draft. Pro Daniel's our draft focus. guy. And I'm. what's so funny is I'm not normally. But then the last year I got really, well, I'd say two years ago, I got into it a little bit. And then each year I've just gotten into it more and more. And this year, listeners, this is what it is. I love and am potentially addicted to speculation. I love speculation. Those are the thoughts that keep me up at night. So sure. this whole Debo drama, I get, I get terrified of like, okay, what team, what team, what situation it's that kind of stuff. And so the last few years, there's been clear number one, number two overall picks. So for the, when the Niners got Trey Lance, everyone knew that the Jaguars were taking Trevor Lawrence and Jets were taking Zach Wilson, but then so much speculation to who the Niners were going to take. Now, no pick in this NFL draft is like set in stone. You know, Aiden Hutchinson is said to be the number one, but that is not yet determined at all. And so I just get so enamored with trying to guess who's going where. But it's so much fun. It's hard for me to make this so much fun. It's hard for me to truly make this guess, not knowing where the pick would be, because I've done a lot of mock drafts and I've seen where certain receivers go where, but. I've also seen plenty of times where the receivers are flipped. So I think if to get the, to actually answer your question, the receiver re- replacement, um, my favorite receiver in the draft is Chris Olave, but I think that I don't think it's Garrett Wilson. I don't yeah, Chris Olave we, and Garrett Wilson, both out of Ohio state. Yeah. 
I believe the guy that would probably replace Debo Samuel best, I think, is Jameson Williams. Really? You're saying Jameson Williams? Garrett okay. Wilson is much more of a true receiver. I think uh, Garrett Wilson seems like a much more true receiver. Drake London as well, bigger guy, much more physical. Yeah. Like those are those are more AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, DK Metcalf style players to me. Yeah. Um, James Jameson Williams coming out of Alabama is coming off an ACL tear in the national championship game. So he's not playing much his rookie season, but he is the more draft chatter you hear. It's sounding like he is going higher and higher every day. And is I think he might be the first yeah. receiver off the board, probably going to be a top. So, 10. Yeah. so, but, but okay. I liked, I like Jameson Williams. He's I've heard a lot of, a lot of people think the chiefs might move for him as well to be their Tyree kill replacement. So he's yeah. not, he's definitely a little different than, than Debo, but, I think would be easily the number one receiver in this draft, if not for the knee injury. Um, sorry, yeah. any any more on James Who, Williams? Who's your guy? I've, I've got a, Yeah, I've been, I have been slowly mentally preparing myself for Debo to request a trade for a couple of weeks. It was just going weird, so I've been. I, I my name is Traylon Burks out of Arkansas. He's definitely the guy who gets the most Debo Samuel comparisons. He's kind of a bulkier guy, likes to run through people. Danny Kelly out of the ringer compared his uh, NFL comp for Traylon Burks was Debo Samuel with a power up mushroom from Mario. So that, that kind of gives you what you're, what you're going for there. I have kind of become enamored with this guy. Um, he likes to hunt wild hogs with knives. He's coming out of Arkansas. So he's, he's just a strong guy. I'm looking at, uh, Right now, I've got Dane Brugler from The Athletic, his uh, The Beast, which is his draft guide in front of me. So just to give you a quick, quick Traylon, uh, Traylon Burks info, he's six foot two, 225 pounds. He is definitely, the, like I said, he's the guy who's getting the most Debo Samuel hype and most comps. He ran not a particularly good 40-yard dash at the draft at the combine, which I think is dropping his, his draft stock a little. Um, but he is a freak athlete and just can can definitely produce and seems like the guy who when you watch like is the most similar to Debo plus I just love the fact that he likes to hunt wild hogs with knives so I I think that's the guy because I think I don't know if the 49ers getting a top 10 pick in a trade for Debo that that seems I think we'd have to give up a bit more for that to be honest but potentially yeah potentially and so I, I think Traylon Burks is the name to watch, but if we can get Jamison Williams, do it. And then well, I think the other, Oh, sorry. With the Colts, I believe their pick that we got from them was 13th overall for Javon yeah, Kinlaw. Totally. So I've got one more name to throw out there for wide receivers to keep your eye on. Uh, but this guy, I don't know if he's going in the first round. It really depends on who you talk to. So we could probably get him in the second round, but Christian Watson out of North Dakota state played with Trey Lance um, yeah. We've seen recently the success of pairing a college wide receiver and a college quarterback together. Obviously, most notably with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase getting to the Super oh Bowl and together at LSU. So just just pocket Christian Watson in the back of your head in case the in the back in your back pocket in case the 49ers want to pair Trey Lance with one of his old wide receivers. Yeah, those are those are my two names. But Traylon Burks is is the guy I'd want if we are taking in the first round, unless we can we can get Jamison Williams. Yeah, I think when when you are who's my guy, I think in the pick, I believe it's got to be a, a if it's a depending on what team it is, because that really decides our possibility, of course, depending on where they are in the first round. If it is a higher pick, I think Jamison Williams is my guy. But if it is a later round, first round. Um, I do believe there should be more with if it's a late round first round pick, we should be getting more than just that for Devo. Um, but I think I agree with you. If it isn't a later round and the top four or five guys are gone, I definitely want Traylon Burks. That would be my guy if it was like second half of the draft or potentially even second round. Um, I'm a little I don't think Traylon Burks has fallen to the second, unfortunately. Yeah, I have not really. I've seen like maybe one mock where he does. I think there's a lot of good wide receivers. It's a very wide receiver heavy draft again and kind of in a different way this time. But I think people are speculating wide receivers are going to go really early. I think we might actually be surprised. And I think wide receivers might drop more than we're used to seeing in just a few recent years. Um, but uh, Christian Watson out of North Dakota State, Worries me a little. I, I love the 
I love the I connection. Yeah, the I love the connection. Yeah, I mean, if, if if we watch Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, it's like, man, how do you not want that? How do you not want? But again, Christian Watson is not Jamar Chase. He did not have any of that buzz in college. And we don't know if Trey Lance is quite Joe Burrow yet. So that just worries me. I don't know if getting two young guys with not a ton of experience, it seems like, is what I want to be doing for like the forefront yeah. of our offense. Um, I just think there's a lot of other surefire picks that I would rather take but if we trade Debo that means Brandon Ayuk comes in as wide receiver one unless we make some trade and recently re-signed Jawan Jennings as wide receiver two now while I like both those guys I do not want to be as good of roles in wide receiver one and two I think they'll be much better in wide receiver two and three so it's tough. This is the speculation that I don't like because I do, I'm not seeing a whole lot of great scenarios for the Niners if they were to trade him. Um, it'd be tough. I mean, he is the bread and the butter and everything in between. So that's tough. That's a tough one for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's our that's our Debo Samuel, Samuel talk. I'll throw out one last thought, an idea my dad gave me yesterday. Maybe the 49ers uh, use Debo as like an incentive to get rid of Jimmy. It's like, hey, we'll give you Debo for this pick, but you also have to take Jimmy. Just keep that in mind. Um, But you want to move on to a quick mock draft. Do we have time? Let's do it. Yeah, listeners, we're just going to focus on the Niners for this mock draft. As much as we want to break down the first round or two, we're just going to skip right to the head, right ahead to the Niners selection in the second round. And then... We may have an extra podcast simply about the first round. I know. Part of me wants the 49ers the to NFL trade into the first round. Part of me wants the 49ers to so trade into the first round just so we can talk about it. Dude, that'd be awesome. I would love it. And um, the draft is in two weeks. What's today's date? Today oh my is gosh, it's April next week. 22nd. It is next week. Next Thursday is next round one. Thursday is round one. So that's the other thing Ooh. to keep in mind. If the 49ers don't trade Debo by next week, they're not going to. If they don't trade him by next week, that means, hey, we are digging in our heels. Remember that they franchise tagged a kicker a few years ago. This this team will play hardball if they need to. And I really think if they don't trade him before, trade Debo before or during the draft, that means they're committed to playing hardball. Can you franchise tag the kicker? That's just my favorite thing in the world. (laughs) Franchise tagged Robbie Gould. I know. Um, All right. Daniel's going to share his screen with me, which obviously doesn't really matter to you listeners. So I can see it because you can't see it because we're a podcast, but we're going to do a mock draft. I believe we're using pro football focuses mock draft simulator today. And we are hoping that we don't run into any technical issues this time around. The only technical issue we have is that it says the host has uh, needs to allow me to share my screen. Ah, that so, uh, is a, ah. a technical issue. <laughs> listeners. Uh, All right. We'll I don't try know again. as much about for Timmy. I'll speak on my own behalf. There it is. Um, but I am a disgrace. I'm 24 years old and I'm a disgrace to our generation and technology. So if, uh, if we have any problems on this podcast, it is, it is my fault. So again, we are skipping ahead right to the Niners. First pick in the second round. We can talk about any guys that we th- like think may be there that have gone before us. So it's almost done simulating our picks, and there we are on the clock. All right, let's okay, see. Some, you see any names jumping out of here? Names. I've seen not a lot of names of guys that were taken of someone we're looking at. I know if Roger McCrary, um, a cornerback from Auburn, if he is there, he was taken fifty-third uh, overall by the Packers. If he's available, I believe that we are taking him. Okay. Um, we missed out on Christian, Christian Watson, Watson did by not. a few picks to the Steelers. Yeah, he did not make it there. I think uh, Jaquan Brisker is another name. He was someone, he's the safety for Penn State. He was someone that I, I saw going more often higher up, and I think he's been falling in the last few weeks. Um, yeah. if, if he's there, I think it's kind of like, hey, best player available. Um, some other names that earlier in the offseason – Timmy and I were thrown out was Kyler Gordon, cornerback for Washington. Yeah, Drake not Jackson, edge rusher out of USC. We also talked about he's gone. So let's let's he take a look at who we who we have available currently, Daniel. If we go, 
let's let's see what we got. Let's do it. So I, I see one name that jumps out at me immediately. I think um I see two. I think Nick Cross out of Maryland is safety. We got to talk about. We got Dylan Parham out of Memphis, an offensive guard. And let's scroll back. Oh, Kirby Joseph, the safety out of Illinois, is someone I like. Yeah. And if you scroll back down, I think I saw an edge rusher out of South Carolina who we've talked about a bit. Kingsley Enigbare, I think, is someone we we should really consider. I think drafting another edge rusher, one, just really yeah. fits with what the 49ers have liked to do and I think seems likely. Yep. And I think having someone else to just plug into that rotation to go after the quarterback, I, I think that that's my pick. Well, if you've, you've seen in recent years, I mean, the Niners have had one of the best pass rush defenses out there. And part of that is because we have two solid edge rushers usually. And so defensive ends out there really, really making a push. And so Bosa, obviously there. D Ford, still under contract, probably still injured. And then Samson Ebukum was our other one. And so having a pair between Ford and Ebukum is not like the highest potential option we could have. So uh, Kingsley from South Carolina has been there pretty much every time. Uh, I think I that would, would be my my pick personally. Kingsley and Ingbari? Yeah. Okay. I've seen, I've seen most recently Nick Cross, safety from Maryland, mocked at this uh, yeah. at this pick. Um. We've we talked a lot Dylan about Parham, Dylan offensive Parham. guard is the other position I think filling here would make a lot of sense. Totally. And Parham was going earlier in the second round in a lot of other mock drafts until the last week or two. I think uh, rankings were adjusted and he's dropped down a little bit, not too far to where we don't reach down a couple of picks and get him here. So I'm with you. I think that it's it's got to be between if all three of these guys are available, it's got to be between Edge Kingsley and. Uh, and Agbare, safety Nick Cross and guard Dylan Parham. I, I um, think the 49ers pick here would be Enigbare just because for some reason they have not seemed particularly like they seem kind of happy with the offensive linemen they currently have, I think. So I, mm-hmm. I kind of think Enigbare would go here. That I agree. But I don't know. That's not we're not necessarily doing what we think will happen, though. This is our mock draft. So what do you think, Daniel? Sure. Who's your pick? Um I've, I've read about Nick Cross and I like him, but I don't know if safety is the, the first position that we yeah, address. I agree. Um, I know you said I, I've been reading about Brian Cook, safety from Cincinnati, Kirby Joseph, safety from Illinois. So yeah. I don't think that safety is the position. So I'm, I'm, I'm down to go Kingsley on for the yeah. first pick if that's what we want. Let's do that. Also, I just want to call out that PFF has for team needs for the Houston Texans every position. That's kind yeah. of fun. Nice burn. It's PFF. great. It's great, but also it's it's not even that much burn. It's it's right. really, so it's now accurate. we're we're back up at at pick ninety three. Um, I'm just taking a look, seeing if any of these guys we looked at from earlier are still available. I don't doesn't look like it, but we've got we've got some interesting picks. Right immediately jumps out at me is Jalen Armour Dam- Davis, corner out of Alabama. I don't think I have to say much more than he's an Alabama corner. They are always awesome in the NFL. We know the 49ers. I I think could use another corner. That's my immediate, immediate pick. Marcus Jones out of Houston, also a cornerback, but Daniel, I'm not sure what you're, you're thinking here. If you'd maybe want to look offensive linemen or safety. Yeah. I have not heard much about Marcus Jones at all. Cornerback from Houston. Carson strong is still there. We are not in the market for a quarterback in the market to get rid of one. Brian Cook, safety from Cincinnati, was someone we just talked about on this last pick. Um, I feel like I've heard uh, Kellen, is it Deesh? I don't know how you would say that. D-I-E-S-C-H. Yeah, offensive tackle, it looks like. Uh-huh, from Arizona Do you think State, that's a need for the 49ers, though? I know I Mike McGlinchey looked really skinny in a picture that came out last week, but I still think he's the plan at right tackle. Absolutely. Yeah. I do not think it's a need and maybe it was just for depth, but I don't think that's what they're trying to do here in the fourth round. If we wanted to go wild card and take a wide receiver, a Kyle Phillips out of UCLA is a pretty fantastic receiver. And I don't just say that as a UCLA guy. You sure? I mean, maybe I do, but he's good. He's a good prospect. Uh, I I would agree with you. Your, your gut reaction of this pick to take Jalen Armour Davis cornerback from Alabama, because this is probably He's an Alabama cornerback. How do you not take him? 
And this is the biggest need, I would say. I well, I guess not now that Traverius Ward. So we signed Ward. Um, I still think we've he's got the Emmanuel Mosley. Yeah, that just yeah, because I don't think I don't think we take Kellen D. He's definitely a developing player, but we have Ward, and the 49ers like to take developing players. Yeah, my only my only thought is they're not out on Eleanor Lenore, obviously. So they've got yeah. four corners to and work Avery with. And Avery Thomas, yeah. Yeah, so, he, so maybe we take a safety four. here. I really I like the Alabama corner pick, but I'm kind of thinking Kyle Phillips or Brian Cook, the safety from Cincinnati, is the pick because Jimmy Ward and Talano Hufunga, I believe, are the two top safeties. Yeah. And Jimmy Ward makes sense, but I don't know if Hufunga is quite ready to slot yeah. in there. Let's do Brian Cook. That sounds good to me. Okay. But I like Kyle Phillips. If he's there this next. All right, let's Kyle see. Phillips Kyle Phillips is still available. Is Armour Davis still available? Oh, he is not. Um, guard. We got a, I'm. I think going guard here would would make some sense. Or center. Center is another position that gets talked about with the 49ers. We haven't really talked about this, but no one actually knows if Alex Mack like is still playing. So that's something to keep an eye on as we get closer to the draft. There's always a chance Alex Mack pulls a Joe Staley and like retires during the draft. Although Joe Staley obviously had been had told the Niners that was happening. He just didn't announce it so they could trade for his replacement. But I guess my point is that center, the 49ers taking a center either to develop behind Mac because he doesn't have that many more years left or because Mac is going to unexpectedly retire. Just keep an eye on an eye on that. But I, I'd like to go offensive guard before we go center. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm also thinking wide receiver is a pretty big need just because I don't even know who we have after Jawan yeah. Jennings anymore because I was just texting Timmy yesterday that uh, River Craycroft and Trent Sherfield are both now on the Dolphins with Mike McDaniels. I'm like, man, we're just losing everyone to the Jets or to the Dolphins to our, our quarters. Yeah. Um, no, so I'm, I personally, I like Kyle Phillips. I think there's still some other offensive linemen down here available. And I think Kyle Phillips, I have read about him. It's not just the UCLA. What do you say we Let's give him do a it. go? Go Bruins. Go Bruins. Now we're going to look for offensive linemen. Okay. Yeah, I, think, I saw I the two kinda, guys that we were looking at. We have at kind go. of backed ourselves yes. into a corner of we really need an offensive lineman. So right off the bat, PFF's first lineman they're recommending to us is Joshua Williams, the center at a UNC Pembroke, which I've never heard of. I've never heard of UNC Me, Pembroke. as well. We got we a tackle. Got, we got oof. Matt Waletsko, a tackle out of North Dakota. Is that North Dakota State where Trey Lance played, you think, or is it a different North Dakota? I don't know. I believe it's North Dakota State. When PFF doesn't have a picture that. of the school's logo, that's how you you know that. They I guess. No, I think you're right. I just thought it wasn't loading. I do believe you are correct. It's a different because we got South Dakota State and it says state. Yeah. So it's got to be got a different. We got Joshua Azuda, a guard out of North Carolina. That's the first offensive guard here. And I, I would like to go offensive guard before we go um, tackle personally. Let's go guard. Yeah. And just looking at, uh, at uh, Dane Brugler's the beast. Like I mentioned earlier, Joshua Edizuda, let's see where he's got him ranked on the uh, he's got him as his eighth offensive guard in the draft with a third or fourth round grade. This is the fourth round. I, I think Izuda seems uh, like, a great pick to me. I think, I think offensive guard is the way to go. We're in the fourth round here, fourth round, round four, pick 29. We're in the late, late fourth round. We just hopped into the fifth round. Scrolling through, scrolling through. This is where you get to the names that not many people know. Makes so Joshua Williams, that center we mentioned earlier, PFF has is the best prospect available. Let's see what Dane Brugler thinks of him. We got some lower end running backs available. We got some more offensive linemen. Um, we have Curtis Brooks, defensive lineman from Cincinnati. All right. I don't think Dane Brugler even has that guy ranked. So but what was his name again? The okay. one guy at the top there. Joshua Williams. Yeah, he's not even on the rankings. So Joshua Williams might not be the most highly thought of prospect. So maybe we look, we look elsewhere. There's some running see the 49ers. Here? I was going to say, let's talk about that for a second. Could you see the 49ers going running back here? A fifth round, like maybe, but, you know, we do have the breakout of Elijah Mitchell. We did re-sign Jeff Wilson to Michael Hasty, and we still do have Trey Sermon. So it kind of seems silly to me. 
Yeah, but I I feel like the the running back room was already pretty established while he was hurt, and I don't think that we necessarily need a replacement for him with having uh, all those four guys I just listed because they all relatively play. Like Hasty and Wilson, if all four of these guys are healthy, they'll all get some playing time. And while Wilson and Hasty aren't anything crazy, and neither is Sermon yet or potentially ever, I don't necessarily see a guy in the fifth round being a pick right here but i say that and anyone can go hey elijah mitchell this is where we got elijah mitchell so what i mean even even earlier so as we've seen 49 49ers running backs get injured a lot so i i think taking a running back is not the worst decision in the world there's a lot available i think i would love to to get another secondary here, but there really is not any at, at the top I'm, of this. I was going to say, I'm not against grabbing another edge rusher too. Yeah, no, there's, I have not seen any edge rushers anywhere at this top right here. So I think I'm with you. I think we go, I think we go, running, go running back. back. Does any of these um, names jump out of you? No, not a lot. I don't know if I can go this deep with running backs. I know we got a running back, Brian Robinson Jr. from Alabama. Yeah. Zaquandre White from South Carolina, Ty Chandler, North Carolina. Pardon me, just <clears throat> we go. Ryan Robinson Jr., Dane Brugler has as a seventh running back on the board. Done. Do it. Seventh running back in the fifth Thanks, round. Thanks, Dane Brugler, for, for helping us, being our resource here. Shout out to the Seriously. athletic again. Okay. We're up in the sixth round with our eighth or the sixth round, eighth overall pick. I, I think we should take that center. Let's go, Joshua. I think we should go Joshua Williams out of UNC Pembroke. If he's sitting there, we need a safety, you know, this late in the draft, this is kind of what you do. So here we yeah. are. We are entering the end of the sixth round. Pick 42. Um, two back-to-back picks now at pick 220 and pick 221 for the 49ers. Got a lot of quarterbacks. We got Christopher Allen, an edge rusher out of Bama. I I think going edge rusher or D line here, or even a uh, even a cornerback might be might be fun. I would assume. I like this Christopher Allen pick. I mean, edge from we're just looking at the schools right now. Alabama that makes a lot of sense to me, and I think yeah. that there might be some other D line guys around. So, what do you say we do, Christopher Allen? Yeah, that sounds good to me. I mean, I oh, we I like stocking pick. up on edge rushers. <laughs> And then I think let's go offense with this pick. Let's kind of look at, I think we should try to grab a lineman, whether that's a tackle or somebody just kind of a versatile player. Cordell Volson out of North Dakota State. There was another tackle up there. I think we got Verdarian Lowe out of Illinois, Zachary Thomas out of San Diego State. I think grabbing the highest ranked tackle makes a lot of sense here. My vote's Zach yeah. Thomas out of, out of San Diego State. San Diego State, my parents' alma mater. Here we go. We're coming we down Kawhi to the Leonard's end of the draft. Line. We've got one yeah. more pick, pick 262. We We're have recommending the some last quarterbacks, three picks of the draft, need. correct? Did we make some trades with, with those? Because I remember having the last three picks of the draft. I'm not sure. I would I would believe that. We've definitely made some moves. Um, so let's scroll down. What position would you want to go here, Daniel? This is the last pick in our draft. Is it the last pick in the draft? Is this Mr. Irrelevant? Yes, this is Mr. Irrelevant. With the yeah, positions so we should just that are take available. Someone, I was going to say we should just take someone who has a lot of upside because most likely this person's not making the team. Sure. With the positions available, I'm seeing it's either quarterback, which I really don't, I mean, you know, Nate Sedfeld is our, well, technically Jimmy's still on the roster. So I really think that a quarterback is not needed here. Um, Nephi Sewell, linebacker from Utah. I mean, I feel like I've I was seen looking that at Nephi Sewell as well. Well, and yeah, yeah, and he's Panay Sewell's brother. Yeah, so, so that, that's an interesting one. Um, the other name, Cameron Latou, tight end tight from end. Alabama. I have, I've <laughs> We're seen. We're gonna have his a lot name. of Alabama, a lot of Alabama picks if we do this. It's gonna be not, our Alabama guy. Not a bad thing. So I would do uh, Cameron Latou or Nephi Sewell, and I. Th- I mean, honestly, at this point, I have no idea. I mean it doesn't really matter for us right now in this moment, but we've got a decent amount of linebackers. I don't necessarily know. I think we still, we still have Ross Dwelly, um, but getting young tight ends is always helpful. But again, 
when it's Mr. Irrelevant, are we sure they're making the team? And if they do, it's in yeah. a special teams role. So Daniel, this is your pick. You go for it. Let's hope he's kind of like his brother and can be a, what An pick awesome was football player. <laughs> like pick four, yeah. pick six, five, top 10. I will say sure. though, let's see how PFF so. grades our draft. That was the last pick of the draft and Cameron Latou was there. And I've seen his name, so I'd be pretty surprised if he goes. Ooh, we got an, we got two A pluses from PFF on the picks of Joshua Williams and Zachary Thomas. Apparently, going with PFF's highest graded available player helps you get a good grade on the mock draft. We got a B plus surprising on our on our mock from PFF. I don't know how much I care about PFF's rankings, but I I like that like a B plus. Um, let's take a second. Let's just walk through these names. You're going to hear some of these names. So let's, let's see who we wound up with in the second round. We took Kingsley and Igbare edge rusher out of South Carolina. Next round. We went Brian cook safety out of Cincinnati. Same round round three. We took Kyle Phillips receiver out of UCLA. Then in round four, we took offensive guard, Joshua Izuda out of North Carolina round five. We took Brian Robinson, jr. Running back out of Alabama. I think the 49ers taking a running back in the draft will happen round yeah. six we took center joshua williams at a unc pembroke the school neither of us have ever heard of then also a plus round on that one. six a plus from pff on that one round six we took another edge rusher christopher allen out of alabama round six again we took tackle the offensive tackle zachary thomas san diego state we finished up round seven mr irrelevant linebacker nephi sewell out of utah listeners Thank you for tuning in. We made it through a mock draft this time. Thanks for listening to us uh, panic about Debo. And as always, we love having you listen to the 49ers Unrestricted podcast and stay safe out there, everybody. Daniel, any parting words? Uh, it, it Draft week is coming. We're hopefully going to get a, an extra podcast out there if, yeah, we'll if be you out care there. about the draft. So that'll be fun. It's a fun week. I love, again, big speculation guy. We got fun stuff coming. and. I feel like we say this every, at least I say this every week. Stay tuned to the Niners news. I swear there's more and more as each week goes on. So big week, stay safe. Have a wonderful week, everybody. Yep. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in.